0: Welcome to a more elite podcast for America. Today's episode is brought to you by the Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, and Veteran Investment Planning. Today, our guests are Miles Grantham and Adam Stallnocker Miles is a 3rd Ranger Battalion veteran, Columbia University graduate, and a co-founder of the Military Assistance Foundation. Adam Stallnocker is a financial planner. And he's created Veteran Investment Planning specifically to assist the military and veterans in their financial literacy. And welcome to a more elite podcast with Tony Main. This is our inaugural podcast, and we can't think of a better weekend of reflection and remembrance to get started. When we look at our American values and how they translate day-to-day hard work, service, sacrifice, community, it really couldn't be a more perfect time to start than in a weekend where we are honoring the service and sacrifice of all the men and women for generations that fought to make and keep this country free that fought for the ability for each individual to be able to have an opinion to express an opinion but this podcast is a morally podcast for america and the part of the for america that you'll see with our guests is that they are doing something to bring community together. Generally, it will be veterans sharing their experiences through service and how those character traits resulted in actionable plans and programs that are building up their communities. And we've got two great guests today. The first is going to be Miles Grantham. He is a former sniper with 3rd Ranger Battalion. So when you talk about the tip of the spear, you're talking about the pointiest tip of it. And Miles has done great things through his service, graduating from Columbia, and then as a veteran advocate, give him back and can't wait to share that with you. And then we'll also have Adam Stalknocker. Adam Stalknocker is just a patriot. He didn't serve, but he has friends that did. And so he takes his time and talents as a pro- fin- professional financial planner to be able to come back and give back to help with the financial literacy of our military and veterans. It's something that we see through statistics tends to be a gap. You know, they say, uh, uh, if you're the the the... The rich become rich, the poor stay poor. It, it's kind of a thing. Why is that? Very famous book out there, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Why, why do those things exist? It's through education. And Adam's trying to get at that education. So we can't wait to, uh, for our guests. But before we get started, this all happened through the generosity of some great sponsors, First, we have Air Force veteran Joe Remney in the Texas Silver Rush, who runs a Western jewelry boutique there in Fredericksburg, Texas. How does an Air Force veteran get into a Western wear and boutique? Because he's also into the Texas music scene as well. And you can see his son, former 375 uh, Ranger um, Tyler Remney, uh, repping material their merchandise all the time um, on Facebook and their Instagram channels. We also have Three Rangers Brewery right there in beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. For those of you who've ever heard of U.S. Army Rangers School, Dahlonega is where the mountain phase is at. And I don't know what they're using for water, but they produced about eight specialty brews um, for Rangers, civilians, patriots up there in Dahlonega. And they're proud supporters. And then veteran investment planning. We talked about financial literacy. That's what veteran investment planning is. And we're excited to introduce them to you over the time. But to get started first, a man who I've already introduced who um, needs, needs no introduction is Miles Grantham. Miles, it is great to have you here with us today. Um, we've known each other, I want to say, for about a half a decade and if you could i'd like you to just go over for the audience tell them a little bit about yourself and how you went from high school to wanting to join a unit um, like the ranger regiment
1: yeah tony thanks for having me um it's really a great opportunity to share this information for guys and uh, yeah i think it's 2014 we connected i think it was maybe through grant mcgarry or beth morgan i can't remember who it was but we started you know collaborating I mean, we're going on at least seven years. So, uh, yeah, definitely continue the uh, the relationship here. Um, I was uh, in the National Guard in 2001 in high school. Um, Cav Scout, uh, wanted to do SF Guard. Uh, There's no war going on at the time. Then September 11th happened. Of course, the world changed. Uh, I was... I went to 19 Delta training and just long story short, 19 Delta training. And then instead of doing SF guard, that whole pipeline is like, listen, I'm going to do rip go Ranger bat Black Hawk down just came out. I've heard through some connections of mine, how Ranger Battalion, the mission, it really resonated to me more than SF. And I was like, well, you know, it's there's really the the pipelines condensed. So it's, uh, you know, and I was thinking, well, the war is probably going to be over you know a couple deployments will be over in a couple years and uh so i want to hurry up and get over there and you know get a deployment in before it's over with we pull out well i couldn't be more wrong and so um we're still there but uh yeah so went to uh rip uh had to go back through basic training in 2002 11 bravo there are no cav scouts in uh mos is in uh 75th ranger regiment so i made uh went through actually september 2003 um, made it through RIP, went to Code 375, first platoon, was there for a couple deployments, then uh, did the interview with uh, Jared Van Ost, who, uh, rest in peace, um, great mentor of mine, um, in 2005, went there, sniper platoon, with Robbie Johnson, a lot of names, uh, Lynch, um, just a, a lot of names were are still around her contract here, and went on to bigger and better things and was there for three deployments uh, during the 2000s. Got injured on my last deployment in Iraq. Had to make the decision, do I want to sit in the training room, heal up, and play that game? Or, hey, uh, go to Army shooting team. Robbie Johnson was out there. He recruited me to come out there. I would heal up out there and go to bigger and better things. And if not, get out of the Army. Well, I didn't heal up, so I was medically retired. And then went uh right into contracting, did maritime security, anti-piracy, was in the Gulf of Aden, uh, Indian Ocean, protection ships from uh, Somali pirates. After that did uh, some business ventures and then went to uh, work for a, a Forbes billionaire out in Manhattan doing executive protection, bodyguarding him and his family as they traveled the world. But while I was there, I recognized some things. I sat in the meetings. I saw how things were done. I started really, I was like a sponge. I was just absorbing everything around me. And it really started reflecting, thinking, do I really want to just carry a gun the rest of my life? Is that really an option? Uh, especially seeing guys around me who were just older, going into their 60s. When I was in Maritime Security, I had a guy who was a Vietnam veteran, a SEAL from Vietnam, working. I was like, am I really going to be able to do this up until my 70s? So i got to think of an exit strategy. So I started looking at colleges in New York, and Columbia resonated with me as an Ivy League institution. There are already some soft guys there. Had a great veterans program. I applied. I got in in January 2014, uh, was accepted, started. And then I think a couple months later, we linked up. And I started helping out other rangers uh, come into there and then started working with you to kind of, you know, let's build the pipeline, really connect every everyone. And that's where the pipeline was kind of created. Just started really absorbing all these other nonprofits, these other connections. And when I started matriculating uh, out of there and. Well, finished my undergrad there, then we got into my master's. I used Voc Rehab, vocational rehab, the whole time I was there. Started off on GI Bill, but then transitioned to the vocational rehab uh, uh, benefits and completed that December 2018. And really, when I got out of Columbia, is when I kind of saw the opportunities out there. And while I was there, I'm, I'm just a networker. I just I believe in networking. One phone call can change your life. It's done it to me several times, and that's why I tell a lot of the guys going to Columbia: network, network, network. And they're like, "Well, I don't know what I want to do. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to be a computer scientist. I want to do math. Well, you know, do political science. Be an art major. Uh, a lot of the guys working in finance and Wall Street aren't econ majors. Probably most of them. They're political science majors, history majors, because they're chasing the GPA because they know they're going to go to business school down the road. And they need a high GPA to get into these top tier business schools, Harvard, Wharton, Columbia Business School, so on and so forth. So it's all game within a game. Um, It's not what you think it is. College. uh, It wasn't what I thought it was. I mean, I think Columbia was like my fifth college to do. And really, it was just. It, it was just a great opportunity for me to meet and also see the underbelly of how the elites do things, how things are done. And so I brought rangers into that system, um, kind of really indoctrinated in, them into that system and taught them and showed them how to do things through my actions. Um, a and I'm a-
0: was, it, was it through your service? Was this something that you grew up with? This leader kind of want to share Right. That's kind of what I'm hearing from listening mm-hmm. to you is that, hey, guys, there might be a better way or there's an avenue, there's a pipeline. Was that something that was matured through as you grew up, grew, sorry, grew up um, and and family members? Was that something that was particular to, to soft and seen in the Ranger Regiment? Or is it a cl- kind of a, a combination of both? I think it's ingrained, uh, ingrained in its internal. It's that hero's journey.
1: That everybody wants like you did it's you look at all the Amer- america right now those americans and it's the adventurers that adventurous lifestyle they want that so they want to join a military unit that is going and doing stuff and challenging you and i had that internal fire just like you did just like a lot of the other guys we served with that wanted to go into bigger and better things i mean unfortunately i couldn't do 20 years i was medically retired i was injured i had four shoulder two back surgeries I have $100,000 worth of electronics inside of me. I can never get an MRI again. So my military career is over. So it's okay. On to the next thing. And I think that's, uh, you know, the universe pulling me out of the military to go do other things and build pipelines e- elsewhere. And, you know, and when you go somewhere, you make it better. It's kind of like uh, that adventure, that Jeremiah Johnson that goes out into the wilderness to, to build something new, blaze a new trail. And that's how I saw it. And I wanted to, and I wanted to be in a community of like-minded people who thought the same way. So I brought in other Rangers into that pipeline. Um, when I went to first initially went to Columbia, I talk, spoke with Dean on and the Dean of GS there. And he was, he wanted to see more soft guys. I was like, okay, I'll bring you more soft guys. And that's what happened.
0: That's why you have so many Rangers at Columbia. Uh, and I, tell I mean, me the of Columbia. Sarah has a Sarah Vanderly's had a question. You know, because Columbia's the big leagues, right? It's an Ivy yeah. League school. There's there's pr- prestige associated with it. Well, depending on your background as an American, it's one thing to have a GI Bill. It's another thing to want to go to a school like that. I can I think you're from the perspective of you you knew what that school would mean long term mm-hmm. versus short term career type job. But did you have any? I would say anxiety. Was there a little bit of like, okay, now this, this is the big leagues in terms of education. I know what this will do for me, but was there a point, and you'd mentioned warrior scholar program, was there a project, was there, was there a point at, at which you were like, I'm just going to dive right into it. Or I don't know about this English lit class. Yeah. That? Well, I will say this. I, I learned a lot. It, it is
1: really, you go to a place like that, Harvard, Yale, Columbia, it's the person to the right and left of you that's that's not only the instructors, not only the. it's the whole culture. And you're with Chinese students who've been studying the SAT for three years who are just workhorses. My first semester there, every week I was up 48 hours trying to catch up because I was so far behind. I didn't realize how far behind I was because since I was really the first guy, not Ranger going there, but one of the first guys who's actually, like, building the pipeline, like, I didn't have anybody there to kind of help me really it was just okay here I have um, I'm behind I need to catch up so I just live in the library and catch up and for the people who came behind me I helped come in behind me I would help them with classes hey it's your first semester it's gonna be a transition semester so this is what you need to do take this professor take this class with this professor join these clubs And that helped them with the transition process so they not only transitioned to the university but also the culture because there is a culture there and you you need to and i'm not saying bend the knee but you need to adapt to how things are you need to keep an open mind okay this is where i'm at in this environment and uh when i went there i didn't really have that brief so to speak so it, it was uh kind of the first guy uh off the boat on D day, you know, I didn't even really make it out of the water before I got mowed down. So for the guys after me, they actually made it to the beach. Before, you know, on that first semester, I mean, my, my GPA was bad. The first semester I had to withdraw from a class. And uh, it really was a learning experience. But after that, I, I weathered it. And it was all uphill. That's what I say, like, you have to adapt just like everything else in the military, you have to adapt not sell your soul not sell who you are but look at the environment look at the battlefield and say hey you know i need to change some things around and also your attitude you got to build relationships now because you are not you just can't hey be the angry veteran and just go in there you have to be you have to kind of be seduce people and you know you get more uh you know you have to be somebody who's approachable, not like the angry veterans. So I had to really build those relationships to survive, you know, get more flies with honey to do vinegar, so to speak. And I will say a lot of those students, those uh, Columbia students, those 18-year-olds really helped me out a lot. And I built a lot of allies there with those students, more so than the veterans. And a lot of my network that came out of Columbia was through the, the students, to the, the civilians, to the right and left of me because they're going on to bigger and better things. They're going to be the next Zuckerberg or whatever. And those are the relationships. Those are the people you want to meet. You just don't want to live in the veteran community and just go the bar all the time. You're only there for a short amount of time. You want to maximize it by meeting those people, meeting those game changers, and really immersing yourself in that environment to build your network. And that comes up to another problem that the Ivy League has discovered. A lot of the veterans are not making it in corporate America. What does that mean? They're not making it. They're succeeding. Yes, they're, you know, they're coming to work. They're doing their job. That's fine. But they're miserable. Quality of life's horrible. Because once you're a slave, you never want to be a slave again. You already worked for the U.S. government. You're owned by the U.S. government. You don't want to go down that road again. You want to be your own person. You're an entrepreneur. you You want to be creative and create your own empire. Kind of like what you're doing. You're out of the army. You're doing your own thing. I want to do this podcast. I want to do this. Well, you go work for corporate America, you enter to the HR, you answer to all of them and you can get fired at any moment. Now I saw that firsthand several times when I was working at before Columbia, people would move to New York for two weeks. They may not say something or somebody doesn't like them or they get a bad vibe or office politics. Guess what? You move your whole family, you sign a year lease in Manhattan. Now you're fired. You're two weeks, you're, you're gone. So how are you going to pay for that lease? How are you going to, and people just implode. So, A lot of the veterans, a lot of Columbia, they're shifting to to more entrepreneurship. And that's what we're seeing is to be an entrepreneur. And while you're at Columbia, for example, or Harvard, you need to make those relationships. And I saw kids all the time, 18 to 22. That's the thing. They know they don't want to go into banking. They know they don't want to go into consulting. So they're working their fingers to the bone every day to try to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos. Because they just know they they want to be the master of their domain and not work for anybody else. That's that's the secret. None of these people want to go work in corporate America. They want to be their own boss. They want to own their own company. And you know that can, we can go on another tirade about owning your own company because you want to be. At the end of the day, you want to be a monopoly. It's like Peter Thiel said in Zero to One you want to be a monopoly. You don't want to have any competition. And one of my mentors in Texas, very successful businessman, he said, you want to be the only Coke machine in the desert. You do not want to have any competition. You don't want to enter, for example, the restaurant industry. It's highly competitive, highly volatile. So I learned a lot about business and and even more um, by going to Columbia. I would hang out with these kids, parents who are highly successful. And they'd tell me X, Y, Z, this is how things are really done. Because a lot of these guru books and self-help books, they're just selling books. It's just they're not telling you the real secrets. You know, when they talk about uh, uh, the Oracle from Omaha, uh, Warren Buffett, they're like, well, he lives in the same house he has. It's like, well, he has several nonprofits and NGOs. He has houses all over the world that are just owned by his nonprofits now, you know, and like Bill Gates. Oh, he's donating his money to these nonprofits. Well, he owns the nonprofits, so it's a tax break. It's a tax write-off. You know, it's an offshore bank account essentially. So it's all a game. You just need to learn how to play the game better than the ones around you, and that's where I kind of mentored a lot of these people. And you know, it, I came to being to creating Military Assistance Foundation because it, it was just is more than just Rangers going. I was dealing with Marine Recon, SEALs. Uh, and now we're not only talking about undergrad, we're talking about grad school, we're talking about careers. And we we reached a point where a lot of these soft guys do not want to work for somebody else. It's just and the Ivy League is noticing it. The faculty is noticing it. They want to be their own person. So that's where it's going. Now, you do have guys who want to go work for government and still want to serve. And that's fine. They'll go do. ABC agencies, so on and so forth. Um, And they'll go through that bureaucracy. But if you really want to be a change agent, honestly, you got to be your own, you got to be an entrepreneur, your own person. Look at Jeff Bezos, look at uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. They have a lot of pull in the private and public sector. So, that's why I tell everybody networking, networking, networking is the most important thing. Kevin O'Leary of the Shark Tanks, somebody asked him what's what's more important? Who you know or what you know? And without hesitation, he said, Who you know. And that's just how it is. It's who you know. How one of the people I got me into Columbia helped me get into Columbia was a girl I didn't even know. I was talking to one of these, is Cooney College, which I don't even think is even ranked. I was looking to go there in New York just to keep me in New York for my connections. And she goes, no, let me talk to a friend of mine at Columbia. And this guy helped me get into Columbia. So, you know, those select phone calls helped get me to where I am. Um, Right now, um, I'm in the uh, herbal medicine space, the plant medicine space, uh, ayahuasca, all that stuff that's exploding. And my connections in the Ivy League got me to that place, a Yale connection of this kid I know. He dropped out of Yale and him and two of his friends created a company in LA and they told me about this space. Again, that's another connection. That's why you have to have relationships. And some of the failures I've seen through some of the people I've helped uh, gain access to Columbia get in, some of the Rangers, they hung out the bar all the time. They were hanging out at the bar, getting drunk, spending the BH, And then when it comes to graduate that last year, they're freaking out because instead of hanging out with people who are highly efficient people, highly functioning, they were hanging out with the degenerates at the bar. And now they got nothing to show for it. Their their network is a bunch of degenerates who just want to get drunk all the time. Instead of literally, I lived in the library for nearly four years. And anybody who's at Columbia will tell you that. I
0: actually got evicted from, they tried to evict me from the library because
1: I was there so long.
0: But it, every time I yeah. talk to you every, every time I talk to you you were coming or going to or from and I think we face time with you on the steps of yeah. the library and I can still see that uh the the granite or the cement stone yeah. the pillars in the background but what I want to go back to because you mm-hmm. talked through you glaze over as any good uh service member should and, and you don't want to talk about yourself per se so we don't necessarily have to do that but this military assistance foundation. This is the entry point, possible entry point for somebody who says, okay, I want to move a little further, faster. And in the civilian world, I know it takes the team. So talk to me about what that intake process is. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm talking to some Rangers right now Rangers, SEALs, Recon. All, of, all demographics and they they're looking to go back to school. And I deal with a lot of contractors too, guys who are doing the contracting, you know, the deal, you know, they've been do- contracting for 10 years. They're miserable, they're burnt out, or they got injured overseas. They're like, what do I do? So I tell them to go to the website, sign up. Uh, you'll be contacted and it'll be essentially a list of stuff to do. Kind of like a pipeline of stuff. The first thing you're going to do is go- uh, I have guys sign up for warrior scholar project and that helps them with their writing helps them transition to this to the university setting and right now we're scholar uh, some of their classes are online some of them are uh in person i know with uh i'm not i i because of COVID last year, I don't know if the group, y'all are still Darby or whatever, still paying for guys to go. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, it's just it's fun travel for okay. the years after they complete an in-person course. 100. Yeah. Yeah. And they get a picture from the university of theirs. So they at least, you know, Hey, they got to have skin in the game. So, um, so with that, uh, working with Darby y'all and to get Rangers to these universities, um and kind of show them okay you can make it it preps them because you not only need to write need to write for an email if you have your own body you need how to construct an email you need writing for everything and this is coming from a guy who had a mississippi public school education so if i can do it anybody can do it so um so after that, we look at your application, where you you know, sign you up with mentors to help you apply to go to these places and people in these universities to help you. So, for example, you want to go to Columbia or Harvard. OK, link you up with the uh, other veterans that are there to help you with that process. And also, let's say you get accepted, you get in. There's a whole nother pipeline too. While you're in link you up with the people inside the universities, also giving you. The classes you want to take, oh, you want to be a poli-sci major, here's the person you need to talk to, here are the classes you need to take, oh, you want to join a club, here are the clubs to join, here's this, It's to assimilate you into that environment with other people, like-minded people like you, so you're just not thrown into there, because that's what happened to me, I was thrown into it, I had nothing, nobody to guide me, and I was given a bunch of bad information by other veterans at Columbia, who really didn't get what was going on and it wasn't i wasn't sabotaged but it was just like i was really i walked into a minefield and i wasn't given the the right to guidance to navigate through that minefield and i got nuked a few times so it you go to that into that university you meet those other people there and And I'll just say most of the universities we deal with are top tier just because the guys I'm getting are soft vets and they want to go to top tier. You want to go. You're hungry. You want to go to you want to be with with the change agents. You want to be with with the heavy hitters. So they're going to go to the Harvard's, the Yale's, the Columbia's, all that stuff. So you get in there. Now you're looking at internships. Okay, what do you want to do? Finance? Okay go talk to this person. Computer science, go talk to this person. You want to do tech, go talk to this person. So you're linking people up in those industries. Right now, uh, industry that's exploding, I'm trying to get veterans into, is e-gaming. E-gaming is a multi-billion dollar industry. Everybody was, it. it's video gaming. It's everything. It touches everything. So right now, they're looking for a lot of veterans to get into that because you have a, a younger demographic of people who don't want to do the management leadership type of stuff waking up on time doing the stuff on time listen i don't blame these kids if i'm making a million dollars a year i just want to play video games so they they're looking for people behind the scenes to handle the back end stuff mm-hmm. managing everything so you do the internships now you're looking to graduate uh, do you really want to graduate you're going to go to grad school you want to go to grad school okay let's do the grad programs okay and that brings us up to benefits how to maximize your benefits to get you in those those programs and also talk about scholarships scholarships that'll help give you more money while you're going to school for example Sentinels, sentinels of freedom and that's due to the conklins who are great americans great patriots who've done a lot for this country i served with two of their sons they're great people um you know reputation is without question so now okay you go to grad school you do the same thing for undergrad. We did for grad school, link you up with those people at grad school. So, okay. You want to go to, you know, work in corporate America. We have those connections there for you to interview. Now we're not going to get you the job for you. You have to interview. You have to take the step. You have to put on the suit and tie. You have to have the social skills to navigate that space, but we'll do the introductions for you. So in, people are like, well, I want to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Here's how to be an entrepreneur. Right now, farming is exploding in the veteran space and America needs farmers. Farming is high in demand. We need it more than ever now because a lot of more people are going back to organic food. And so we have the farmers out there um, and, and the other people out there to help out with that. So and because there's a lot of grants right now not to go on another tangent but a lot of grants a lot of opportunities for veterans to become farmers Um, with a lot of the farmers aging out and dying out there's there's a they need to be backfilled and so that's that's where the veterans are coming in and the government has seen that so after you move out and graduate now you're going into you know you don't have your benefits and here's the thing i'll tell everybody once your BAH is shut off, you're done. University's done with you. They don't want nothing to do with you because, I mean, they like you, you're alumni, they love you, all that stuff. But Uncle Uncle Sam's no longer flipping the bill for you anymore. You know, they got to deal with new veterans coming in. So, and they're expecting you to leave the nest to go out there. So, and I see some of these veterans at Columbia and New York, they start to freak out because once that BAH shuts off and you don't have a job, you can't live in New York anywhere. You can't network there anymore. You got to move back to your home and live with your mom or somewhere else. So that's where it gets scary for a lot of these people. And that's why I tell them to network and invest in good people. I believe investing in human capital. So right now, um, you, you know, it's from top to bottom. MAF is top to bottom from entry to exit to, because we're building this network and that's why we're talking because to build these Rangers into this network, because I tell everybody, you send me a seal, a Ranger recon, marine marsoc whatever it's not my guy it's not a guy who's just loyal to me or maf or whatever he's giving back to the network he's your guy he's part of he's your investment because he's going to go to these places and meet all these people he's going to kick back opportunities to you if he is a good guy uh, if he has that reputation and if he's smart he'll do that because like you invested in him, he's going to invest you to grow the network even more. It's all, it's a self licking ice cream cone, really. It's all incestuous. We're all working together. It's all a network. We're all in this together. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that we all need each other. I can't do everything. It's only, we're all gifted 24 hours in a day. We can't do it all. We have to delegate this. Um, farming, I would love to farm, but I just don't have time for it right now. So I have other people doing it. So that that's one thing. We all need to work this and do this together. Right now, me personally, I'm, I'm in Cali, I moved out here, i'm setting up an ayahuasca church out here. This space is uh, you know, an, other nonprofits, I know soft nonprofits are helping out with this, uh because it's mental health, physical health, and it's becoming decriminalized, also legalized in the future, and a lot of soft people have seen the opportunities there to help other guys instead of blowing thousands of dollars on PTSD treatment, mental health. We now have a viable solution for a lot of these guys to get them back where they need to be. And, uh, yeah. So just kind of a down and dirty of where I'm at kind of, you know, where MAF and some of these other, other, uh, systems are, but yeah, you know, some of the nonprofits that also help out one more wave, I, uh, a lot of Rangers don't know about that because we're not surfers. But they, uh, they help give boards and surf equipment out to uh, disabled veterans, veterans that are in need of it. And I think that could help out. There's a lot of 1st fat guys still living in Savannah, and another opportunity for the Ranger Network to touch base with them as well. So, and, and just remember: seven years of school right now with that new bill that just passed. So, there's no excuses. Undergrad, grad school right there
0: with Vogue Rehab and GI Bill. So. Miles, I, I truly appreciate your time. And I've seen this, like you said, I've seen this grow from an, an initial connection, trying to find out how we're going to help, to Dean Rogers, Columbia um, Undergraduate Studies, coming and speaking at the SOCOM Care Coalition, right, to Beth Morgan and the team launching the Columbia Center for Transition, sorry, for Veteran um, Transitioning Integration, right, because Columbia is really big on Yeah, We need the veterans in this building, in this hall over here. We need the veterans sharing their experiences and vice versa. And now a platoon size plus of Rangers just at Columbia. But you've also mentioned, you know, map has evolved knowing that the network and more people, we wouldn't keep it just for Rangers because with more people in it will provide our folks as well as others opportunities. So I wanna thank you so much, Miles. I hope you have a reflective um memorial weekend it's great to have you as our first guest on a more elite podcast and i couldn't think of somebody uh, more appropriate to have
1: yeah thank you for this opportunity to really push this information thank you for staying the course and really really we just we connected in 2014 again the network is everything and you've seen the evolution of this And throughout the whole thing, and I've seen a lot of other people really just get into it, you know, with, uh, you know, and not stay the course. And uh, you really stayed the course. There's been some ups and downs. And because you believed in the Ranger Network, you believed in the network of the Veteran Network and what it could provide for not only the vets, but also America, because America
0: really needs it right now. So thank you again. You take care, Miles. Have a great, reflective weekend. Thank you for joining a Morley podcast for America. A special thank to our title sponsors, the Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, and Veteran Investment Planning. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Miles Grantham and Adam Stallmacher. Be sure to join us next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern when we'll bring you Terrell Naylor, an Army veteran and vice president of operations of Ronan Guard. K9 security company based out of Memphis Tennessee until then God bless America